this computer and I'm going to do it. We're going live on Facebook. So um, we're, doing, we're live on Facebook. Well, I thought we were going to, but now I um, don't think so. I didn't sign a disclaimer. Yeah, yeah no, let's, let's, let's not do live on Facebook. Okay, let's not do live. Let's not do live on Facebook. Okay, but we will. Because I, I need to get a hair, my hair done. and Right, okay. But I, I am recording it. I'm going to put on my, I'm going to put on my podcast. Okay, so Mona, let's just wait for Mona for a second. And I've got a very interesting question uh, to ask all of you once we've shown this one video. All right, so Mona, welcome. Hi, I'm sorry, Seb. I could, I was having trouble getting the link, but I found it. Okay, no, we just, we just uh, getting started, and I'm going to go for about another 25 minutes or so because I have to pack. We're leaving for the airport soon to go to Philadelphia to then go up to the Catskills for a singles weekend. But I'm going to just, I put in, I put in the chat, Mona. I don't know if you see in the chat. Um, uh, this link to cleanspeech.com slash Illinois. Do you, okay. do you, I don't know if you, you'll, you'll, you'll get a little bit later. Okay. So what I want to do is I'm going to share my screen and play a video. Um, <clears throat> and, and then we'll, and then we'll speak. Okay. So here we go. Hold on. Um, okay. Here we go. Now, more than ever before, our communities are torn apart. Almost everywhere we turn, we are witness to conflict, strife, and anger. The way we speak and text is both the problem and the solution. Hi, I'm Zev Khan of Clean Speech Illinois. Let me tell you about this amazing program that has the potential to change thousands of lives while costing you nothing more than a few short minutes a day. Clean Speech Illinois is a community-wide education and awareness campaign designed to unite us in the practice of Jewish mindful speech, building a more positive, respectful, and peaceful world. For 30 days, beginning on November 1st, join us on this effortless learning journey. By signing up at cleanspeech.com slash Illinois, you will receive a daily email with a link to a video and transcript of the daily lesson, each less than three minutes. Or find us on social media at Clean Speech Illinois. See for yourselves how the small investment of time will positively transform your relationships and your lives. Also, be on the lookout for the free 30-day workbook enclosed in the November issue of Jewish Chicago the JUF magazine, and fun clean speech swag bags at various locations throughout the community. Sign up right now at cleanspeech.com slash Illinois. And together, we'll put the unity back in our community. Catchy. All right, so that's it. Um... So now you can sign up, Lou and Marty. And what do you think? Are you convinced? How are you signed up? I signed up. Oh, fantastic. I listened to my rabbi, yeah. Okay, so you're going to get, starting on Monday, you're going to get an email with a link to a video. And it's very exciting. We are sending this booklet out to 40,000 families around Chicago. Wow. And 
they in schools. There's a program in schools. And we're hoping that some of the videos will go viral and that will change the culture of the of this way the Jewish community communicates with each other. And also when we get a little bit closer to Thanksgiving, because it's gonna it's gonna go into Thanksgiving as well, we're hoping that people are going to be more positive and more respectful when they're sitting around the Thanksgiving table this year, because there's, as we all know, there's lots of opportunity for conflict this year. Lots of people with different opinions want to, uh, you know, voice their opinions. So, um, so what I, what I want to just start off by telling you is that this week's Torah portion is called Chaya Sarah, which means the life of Sarah, of Sarah, Sarah, our, matriarch who was married to Abraham. And in fact, this parasha, the Torah portion, discusses her death, not her life. And she died right after the uh, binding of Isaac that took place last week. And so this week's Torah portion describes how Avram purchases a burial plot for her and eulogizes her and then sends yet sends his uh, trusted servant Eliezer to find a marriage partner for Yitzchak, his son. And a lot of the parsha is about, is about that journey that Eliezer takes where th through a miraculous uh, set of occurrences, uh, he meets Rivka, who then becomes Yitzhak's wife. So it actually turns out to be a very appropriate, very appropriate Torah portion for this weekend that we're going on. Uh, I mentioned my wife and I are going up to the Catskills to the Ura campsite. Ura runs a camp every summer. Uh, they've got a boys' campsite and a girls' campsite. But twice a year, they run a singles weekend. Uh, and they have about 50 Shadchanim. You know what a Shadchan is? Shadchan's a matchmaker. So my wife is one of the Ura Shadchanim, and basically the the purpose of the weekend is partially for you know young Jewish boys to meet nice young Jewish girls, but more importantly to actually meet the Shadchanim. And those Shadchanim will then, will then go back and look over their lists of names and people that they've met and see if they can make some matches. Since the last one, there have been seven engagements. So that's uh, quite exciting. And yes, Marty. Uh, question. Uh, yeah. what, what age ranges are takes place at this? That's such a great question. So, you know, you don't want to have people that, you don't want to have too wide an age range because there are, there are going to be some Men and women that are the big mirror. Oh, sorry, Mona, I just uh, muted you because I. Uh, um, okay, we're getting a little bit of background sound. Okay, so Marty, the the there are some young people like in their early twenties uh, that are coming, well, and I figured, I figured probably that. That's yeah. right. That's right. So I think the age limit is thirty-two. So that okay. someone who's 32, if they're sitting at the same table, what they do is they mix the tables up. You don't sit next to people that you choose. You get assigned a seat. So at the three different meals for Shabbos, 
you're getting to meet, you know, 20, 30 people at least. And then the other activities that they have, they have coaching sessions and they have, uh, my wife's actually in a panel discussion and it's a very, very beautiful campsite and hopefully it won't be too cold because it is up in the mountains. And so uh, it's a camp, it's a campsite. So what's the sleeping and eating? So around? the, it's a, if you go, I think if you look, if you look online at, at, uh, uh, let's see if I can find it. It's called the Ura zone, uh, camp. And it's, uh, let's see if I can find the website. Oh, we can find right. a we, we don't have. That's a really. If you take a, if you look at, if you look at it, it's really a spectacular website. I mean, look, I'll show you. Yeah, I'll share my screen one more time, and then you can see it. Um, that's the. This is the campsite. Oh, okay. So, and and this is the shawl. This is the shawl over there. And okay. then there's the dining room below. It used to be a ski resort. Uh -huh. uh, and let's see if they have uh, pictures, a couple of pictures of the, I'll show you just a few pictures just so you get a, uh, these are, this is. A, uh, okay. Some of these kids uh, are too young. Yeah. So this is the campsite. Okay, okay. So we won't, all right, we'll stop sharing. So, but the, the, the accommodations are very, very good and the food is outstanding. Uh, in fact, I normally don't eat for a day or two before and a day or two after because the food is very so plentiful. Is it, like a dorm, is it like dorms for the boys and dorms for the right, girls? Right, separate, separate, separate buildings okay. like, uh, for the boys and separate buildings for the girls. You're correct, Marty. Yeah. And another thing, does your wife get paid for this? That is a great question. She does not. She's a volunteer. Okay. She not, gets... not that I would criticize if she got paid. <laughs> no, no. Well, look, she spends dozens of hours on the phone every every day. Not every day, every week. Yeah. Uh, setting people up, and there's a cost involved. You know, we're flying to Philadelphia. You got to rent a car. You know, away right. from work. So they do. They do help with the the cost of travel. Yeah, and I mean, then there is a there is uh, halachas. There's laws about when somebody does set somebody up, both sides actually give money to the shadcha. Oh, okay. There's, there's okay. A, now some people spend a lot of money on this, and uh -huh. they hire you know they'll pay people in you know up front to find someone for them. You know their matchmaking services, but the typical way it works is that once the engagement is made then uh, both sides will will um, make it right out a check. Now, what's interesting is uh, sometimes you'll have two or three different people involved in the shidduch. Somebody introduces them, somebody right. helps and coaches them, somebody, you know, uh, is the one that's talking to them. So there's all different halakhas of how you split the money. But the answer is no, it's a, it's a volunteer position entirely. And I assume that the people that are participating, the younger people they have to pay a fee to go to this Is no it's absolute it's absolutely really? free it's wow. absolutely free yeah okay That's so Mona, i'm just yeah so so you might have heard have you ever heard the jingle on the radio k-a-r-s cars for kids yeah 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 okay so that is ura that is a jewish organization that spends a lot of money on advertisement, makes a lot of money. And, and that 
that money they use to uh, heavily subsidize the summer camps oh, and okay. programs like this and Pesach and they have Pesach and, and all the holidays up there. Uh, I mean, amazing, rent, amazing, amazing. Facility. I mean, you got to rent the facility. You got to provide all this food and everything. That's right. That's wow, they, that's yeah. No, it's a remarkable it's, organization. It's no cost. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. So, and it, in my in my language, we would say that's a mitzvah. That's right. It's uh, they re and they love doing it. And and look, you know, since COVID, so many young people have not been able to date and go out and see each other. So it's sold out already. You know, I mean, sold out. They you know their registration is closed because it's that's filled up. Um. Okay, so let's just talk a little bit about, I mean, we could spend the whole time talking about uh, the whole shidduch process because uh, when Eliezer gets sent by Avraham to go find someone, he, he, he makes sort of an arrangement with Hashem, with God. He says, I'm going to, I want you to um, set up a test for the person that's right for for Yitzchak, and it turns out that Rivka, when he see when she sees Eliezer come, rushes out to help uh, water the camels and give him water, and a miracle occurs, and the water rises up in the well, and and that becomes the like the benchmark of uh, of deciding and figuring out who's a good person for your son or daughter. Uh, and it's not how smart you are, it's not how much money you have. Uh, it's more about what kind of a person you are and what your character is. And Rivka's character was obviously someone who was very kind and, and helpful and wanted to, you know, help Elias as much as he possibly could. But I'm going to ask you uh, three questions about uh, aging, which is the topic at the beginning of the of the Torah portion, because it starts off by saying something interesting. It says, Sarah's lifetime was a total of 100 years, 20 years, and seven years. And then it says the years of Sarah's life were all equally good. So instead of saying her life was 127 years, it says her life was 100 years, 20 years, and seven years. So you know, all the commentators obviously are going to ask why the extra use of the word years. And they say that she was just as beautiful at 20 as she was at seven. Um, and she was just as youthful at, at 100 as she was and clear of sin as she was at 100 as she was at 20. Because even though when you become Barabbat Mitzvah, you become obligated to do mitzvahs, uh, the the Talmud teaches us that you only are liable for for punishment at age twenty. So just like she was sin free, so to speak, at twenty, she was sin free at hundred as well. So that's what the rabbis learn out. Um, so question I want to ask is: Can old age really be equally as good as youth? Can it be that what we feel when we had, when we old, can, can it be the same as we feel when we're young? You know, we've got a granddaughter who's almost two years old and she is very exuberant and she's starting to explore her world. And, uh, you know, Hillary and I are 
running all over the house, you know, catching up with her. And it's a lot of fun, but I can't say I'm as energetic as she is. So they're obviously from a physical point of view, um, our, our, our bodies are not the same when we get older, but uh, let's, let's open it up to all of you and, and tell me what you think. How can we re retain, how can we retain our youth as we, as we get older? What are some of the things we can do besides, again, watching what we eat and, and being healthy and getting enough sleep and you know, going to the doctor on time? But I'm saying from a non-physical point of view, what are some of the things we can do uh, to make our older years as good as our early years or maybe even better? Uh, anyone, anyone want to volunteer, Mona? I, um, I don't know. I guess to keep your mind active and um, read and stuff, you know, whatever it is you can do to keep your mind healthy and to interact with as many people as is comfortable. Those are two great answers. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Interacting with as many people as possible is 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 good and and keeping your mind active any other any other thoughts yes Marty. well i mean to to go on that basis you know i like to hang out with these yes pies you know these younger kids, right. 21 some are 20 some right are but it's it's interesting because you know i can learn a lot from them. yes, First yes. All, i like their company Right. And I wouldn't be hanging out with people I didn't like their company, but they're good kids. Right. And you learn a lot. You, I mean, I've learned a lot of stuff what this generation is doing. Yes. And, and it's just amazing. So to, to like what Mona said, it keeps your mind active. And that's, I think, very important. You don't have to be yeah. physical. I couldn't do physically what they do. I mean, they go play yes. soccer. They play soccer every Sunday night. Right. You know, and, and it would win me just to watch them play soccer. <laughs> joke. But, right. um, you know, but, but, you know, mentally, you know, they, I find out what the newer generation or the younger generation is doing. So. Yeah, that's a fantastic, you know, I have to say that a lot of people, a lot of people, when they find out what my age is, they, they think I'm much younger. Now, my hair is completely gray now. So I, 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 I'm not, I'm not in my twenties, but I think part of the reason that people think I'm so young is because I feel young because I, I spend a lot of time with young professionals and yeah. college students. And mm. it keeps it definitely keeps you it keeps you young when you're around younger people. And Marty, you're bringing up a very good point that you can learn a lot from young people also, and they can also learn a lot from you. You know, yeah. so I, I uh you know one day they asked me, would you mind doing a seminar yes. at, uh, to our chapter brothers right. about you know, the job market interviewing you know giving us tips and yes. i really enjoy doing that and they you know they really were thankful that i did something like that you know i gave them some tips but you know i and again you know i learned from them uh, it's 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 a two-way street which that's is, correct that is lou, lou won't admit it but he did the same thing when he taught you taught you and janice's wife taught sunday you taught sunday school right taught sunday school you're we also the oh the uh, advisor. advisor advisors at the temple for many years, the high school kids for many years. And you enjoyed yeah. that, didn't you? That, that was a lot of fun. It really was. Kids, it, it was it was fun working with the kids. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. 
not when we miss it, but you know, it's just, it's not available to us to do anymore, but yeah, that it, it was a, a great experience and a very mutually beneficial experience. Well, good for you. So, you know, one way to, you know, age in a, in a healthy way is to continue learning and to continue teaching. And hopefully I, I know, well, you know my mother goes this class, this class alone, this is a good, this is a good, a good thing to do. There should be more people like this. And you, you know, you'll see this at uh, assisted living facilities or at nursing homes that they, they try get, you know, the, the, get, the people saying that to do as many activities as, as possible. So let me ask you this question then. Uh, uh, why is it difficult for us to age? Why, you know, age age brings age brings a lot of good things. Also, you know, you you you've had life experiences. You you don't make as many mistakes, and you're not as impulsive uh, when you when you've had life experiences. What again? Besides the physical aspect, we all know that it's. It's you know difficult getting older and you know climbing upstairs and uh, you know all those kinds of things. You're going to the doctor for more checkups and, and things like that. But what else is difficult about aging? Would you say? Well, there's a fin- there's a finality to things that we do when we get older. Yes. You know, you know, um, you know I uh, my wife and I just retired, so. Now it's, you know, our earnings potential is now gone, if you will. Right, right. Um, as, as one example, you know, when, when we get even older and, you know, can't drive anymore, there's a finality to that. We move out of our current home and into a assisted living or some kind yes. of retirement community. The finale, there, there's these, these um, tiers of finality that, that come along. That's, that's very difficult mentally for all of us to deal with. right. Yeah. Anyone else? What he said, basically, yeah. Yeah. Well, these life events, and I, I would consider those life events that continue right. to happen, and um, you know, it's it's it can be depressing at times. You know, that's I remember right. When, I, I think I remember when Lou, you had to take your your father's uh, keys away for the car. You know, I think didn't he resist that? And you know, it was a process. It was yeah. a process. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Can I just say, um, you are. I don't know if you, if it's, if you understand it, but you have to think young and not think old. Well, I think that's fantastic. That's you are. correct. Yeah. What do you, what do you mean? How do you do that? That? Say a little How bit you... more. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, if you're, offered something, don't say I can't do it because I'm old or just I don't know about anybody else but I don't feel as if I'm I feel as if the same way I felt years and years ago, it's if you don't really feel inside of you that you've aged Right. it's, it's just something that you've got to control if you can and don't and don't sort of cringe back and say because I'm old I can't do that I can't go here I can't go there mm. and I hope you know what I mean. I know exactly I what you mean. I totally know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. 
you can fizz. I'm like, I'm 69 physically. I know I don't look good, <laughs> but I mean, and you know, mentally, you know, I feel like I'm in my like thirties or something like yes. that. Right. You know? yes. yeah. My mindset is, is much younger. You know, I can't believe it. I'm this old yeah. and I know I don't look at so. You definitely don't look at it, Marty. Don't. But I, I think my hair. Look, this is right. natural color. This is natural color. You don't see anything. It's, look, it's very, very. It's not a wig or anything like that. And you know, if you are dignified and ready to help, people who are younger than you can appreciate the fact that you've lived. And that you might have advice and you might have stories to tell which they'll appreciate. So that's the that's the um, the optimistic way of of being right. there for people who just need you. Well, mom, those are such great words of wisdom. You know, this is this is definitely a, a better way of running this class of asking questions and getting responses from everyone, but it's a, it's a good topic for everyone. It's a good topic for young people to, to, uh, to hear, you know, I was unfortunately uh, at a funeral this morning, a very, very uh, prominent uh, woman in the community. Actually, her husband was, is probably the biggest philanthropist in the city and his wife just passed away at a fairly young age. And it wasn't from COVID. She, she'd been sick for a while. And behind the scenes, she encouraged her husband and was very involved in many of his projects. He's a big supporter of, of JET and the Clean Speech Project, for example, but dozens and dozens of, of uh, organizations uh, in Chicago, in America, all over, the, all over the world, really. And he's particularly... He grew up in Chicago and he knows, you know, the West Side and the Shoals and everything. So uh, just as an example, um, he Ooh, bought... Uh, can you want to share his name with his, us? Well, his name is Ricky Rothner, Eric Rothner. Uh, his okay. wife was Gail. She just passed away yesterday. Oh. And there were hundreds and hundreds of people at the funeral. And they were talking about, uh, you know, the great works that she did. But, you know, her daughter said, you know, or maybe her son said, you know, this is not the way she would have chose to have died. You know, she was, she, she had lots to live for and we don't get, we don't get to choose, you know, when we leave this world. So it's important that as we do age, we take note of the time that we, you know, we have and the, and the things that we do with our time when we're younger, you know, we sometimes waste our time on things that are really not that important. But unfortunately, when we get older, sometimes we do the same thing. You know, I think COVID has maybe taught us, I thought this would teach us, you know, when, when movies and sports and everything got shut down, you know, we realized that these things were not as important to us as we thought they were. Uh, now, I know that, you know, we need to get back to a normal life and everybody has to make that calculation of how much sports and how much news they're going to watch. But I think one of the things that should come out of this is that we should be doing more acts of kindness and, and learning more Torah and keeping our, our, you know, our priorities and our values you know, correct. I'd, I, I, I happen to be uh, on a 
WhatsApp chat with my high school class from uh, South Africa. And I don't participate too much, but there was someone that just joined. So he, he wrote a comment and he, was, and he made a comment about the school and asked people to share some of their reflections and where everybody is, et cetera. So there were some quite interesting discussions. But there, in, in one of the discussions, what came up is that a few of, a few of our class have, have passed away. And one of them is a, is a person who died uh, in a very tragic way. Uh, he, he had, a, he had a, heart, a massive heart attack. Uh, and then uh, he was scheduled to have another operation. And on the operating table, he died. And he left behind a young daughter. And it was very, very sad. But when you hear the story of his life, he was, uh, yeah, he was an athlete but no, nothing really special. I mean, he was a you know fast runner, you know that kind of thing. But nothing special. But then he, I guess that this was what was done at the time, and people didn't realize the danger of it. He started taking steroids and started bodybuilding, and I think he even almost won the Mister Universe competition. You know, he really, so to speak, got into shape. And then he was, you know, he, he went, moved to America and I think he got involved in advertising and maybe movies and things like that. But then, as so often happens, he also, uh, maybe because of the steroids, he also started getting involved with drugs. So at a very young age, he, he died. Now, if, if someone had, you know, asked him, and I think he might have even said so, if someone had asked him in his 50s, if you could go back to when you were in your 20s, what would you do? Uh, differently, almost certainly he would give all of that up. And he would say, I would never have taken a single steroid and not a single drug. And I wouldn't, you know, everything else. So I think it's almost incumbent upon us, you know, as we get older to share these lessons with, you know, with, uh, with younger people. And uh, they do have to make their own mistakes and find their way. You know, but as the Masilis Shosharim, which is a very famous classic uh, character building, not bodybuilding, character building book, uh, Path of the Just in English, says in his introduction, he says, you know, there are these things called English mazes. They, they big garden mazes that they, like a corn maze, but I think they came, uh, started in England, maybe. So, what happens if you get stuck in one of these mazes? So there's a like a watchtower right in the middle, and you call up to the person in the watchtower, and the watch and the tower, and the person in the watchtower tells you how to get out. So the Masila Shasharim says, "Why would you, if you if you're going through life, trying to figure out what life's all about, and you're getting, you know, obstacles and getting stuck at one turn and another, and you have to change direction." Why wouldn't you turn to someone for advice on how to navigate, you know, some of the challenges that you're facing? And that's basically what the Torah is all about. And when we read the stories of Sarah and Abraham and Yitzchak, we're not just reading a story. I mean, we're reading the same story every single year, but every single year teaches us lessons on, on, how, on how to live our lives and, and taking advice from people who know, you know better than us. So, uh, I'm looking at the, the clock. I would love to, to continue and go further. I'm going to ask one more question, but I'm not going to ask you to answer the question because if you answer the question, you might be saying Lashon Hara about yourself. 
uh, and you're not allowed to say Lashon Hara about yourself. You're not allowed to say anything bad about yourself. Um, Marty told us what his age was. The question I'm going to ask you, I'm going to leave you with, and this is, you know, a question uh, to think about both ways, is have you ever lied about your age and why? So don't answer the question, but, you know, this is also a very interesting a very interesting question when it comes to dating because people want to know how old the other person is. And there's actually halachas about this. Are you allowed to lie about your age? Is that something you're allowed to do? Uh, and when do you, when do you tell a person, you know, what happens if there's a, a, a girl who's a little bit older, but she looks very young and, and she might not have that many prospects and she finds someone who's very appropriate, but uh, he's looking for someone who's a little bit younger than him and he's, and she's older. Are you allowed to lie about age? And then you give, then before you get engaged, you have to say, you know, by the way, I'm not, you can't not, listen, a person's not going to say, I'll tell you, I heard a joke. Some, uh, someone went to a friend uh, who was 80 years old and he had just recently got married to a 30 year old. And, um, and the guy said, I don't understand. How did you, how on earth did you, at the age of 80, did you marry a girl that's 30? So he said, I lied about my age. I said I was 90. <laughs> you heard that joke. Uh, so, you know, so are you allowed to lie? So you, the, the answer is that, you know, if somebody's 10, 15 years older, they're going to know. You can see that someone's not, so if they're 35, you can't say I'm 20 years old. But if let's say you're 25 or you're 20, you're 30, can you say that you're 28? Because she's 28. Are you allowed to do that? It's an interesting question. My wife will probably have a better answer than me, but she's not yet to give the answer. But the question I'm going to leave you with is, have you ever lied about your age and why? That's so, a good question. I like that. A, yeah. So think about it. Maybe we'll talk about it. But offline. you're not going to tell us what, what, the, what the Torah says. About whether you can lie about your age. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to let you think about it. I would say that... Uh, there are definitely times you're allowed to lie. We're going to come, actually, we're going to talk about this in coming weeks. Some very okay. interesting Torah portions I coming like, up. We're like going to, topic. Yeah. Topic, yeah. Okay. okay. So uh, I'm, I'm going to run. I'm going to wish you all a good Shabbos. And I have, well, I'm going you. to tell my joke. Let me just tell my joke real quickly. Okay. So one of my friends got married. Uh, he was about my age. In fact, he went to school with us. Lou didn't know him. Um, so he was like 65, let's say. And he got married to a, quite a younger person. And someone said, how did you get engaged and marry this attractive younger woman? He says, well, I'm a 10. And, I, and the guy said, yeah, you're a 10? He goes, yeah, I'm a three with $7 million. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is, you know, it was again. funnier when it was. Yeah. That, right. No, that's, you know, these are all good things, you know, to think about that, you know, Jokes that last are, are some, as long as they're not making fun of someone, um, you know, uh, they make us think about what are important things in, but, in but our lives. Self-deprecation isn't a bad thing sometimes, you know. Sometimes, that. right. Sometimes it is, sometimes, sometimes it isn't. We, you, have, you can't give a blanket rule, but typically, okay. typically I would say in this generation, younger people, uh, they they need to be built up and not knocked down I, and they I, yes, and yes. and sometimes self-deprecation is an indication yeah, that they are like Lou, you know Lou is is so old 
uh, you know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't mind. He doesn't mind. Well, I know the two of you got a great relationship. Okay. Uh, we could keep on going, but, I, but this is probably a good time. This is probably a good time to, yes, mom. Just have a safe and pleasant trip. Enjoy. Thank you Make so much. Make lots of chidufim, and we'll talk later. Okay. Thank and you, love Mom. And love to everybody else who's listening. Yeah. Thank you.